Welcome to Every Alt Member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my lighthouse wearing co host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Alt Member, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today we'll be discussing every album by Martin Dupont. Uh, if you if you heard that little voice right there, and if you're watching the video, you'll see that my brother Robert is back joining us. Hello, hello. I dressed for the occasion. Stripes? Ice. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty French. It's a little warm for me to be wearing a long sleeve. So you're a warm boy. Oh, I'm a cool guy. <laughs> warm boy, cool guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, see, if you want to, whatever, I don't know if we're going to jump, I don't know, I've already forgotten everything. Who cares? We're talking about Martin Dupont. Uh, if you want to support us, help us out, like the video if you like it, dislike it, if you're a piece of shit, doesn't matter. Uh, leave comments, talk shit if you would like, share with your friends, uh, subscribe, uh, appease the almighty, all evil, all consuming algorithm. It will help us out eventually. Uh, you can find a, a Spotify playlist on Martin Dupont, uh, link in the description. Got plays associated with pretty much every episode. You can find them all at everyalbumever.com. And lastly, not leastly, patreon.com slash every album ever. Bonus episodes, super duper early access to the loose ends episodes, 20% off all merge. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we're covering next. We're in the middle of another poll. It's heated. It's heated. It's again. heated. I thought I, it was going to be a fucking landslide. It's not. That tends to we're two for two for neck and neck <sighs> polls so far. Yep. Yep. I don't know how I feel about it either. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So go Can't there. Wait you, to yeah, find out. Oh, yeah. Go there if you want to do that. Uh, and if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, then you can actually request artists for us to cover. Otherwise, there is no way in hell we'll ever get to it. Money talks and we're broke. So please. Uh, that's it for that for now. Okay. Okay. So why are you here, Robert? Well, you asked me. and That's uh, true. I did ask yeah. you. Did. Why, why is he here? <laughs> yeah, why am I here? I believe. Why, why are any of us here? I believe uh, it's you. Essential. I don't know. Uh, despite the name, this is not one man. It is a musical group. But... Uh, I you were the you were the inspiration for this episode because there is very very little information on this pretty much group. So you and our research guy Tom are the fucking backbone of this episode. I can, I can give a serious answer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> give, uh, give, give, I barely uh, discovered this group last year and. Um, I like them so much. I just, I told you about it. And it's like, you know, you guys should cover them. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I put them on the schedule for the eventually, like mm -hmm. we'll get to it eventually. And then what had happened was, and I'm trying to buy as much time because I, I closed the notes that Tom sent me on mm. this band and I'm trying desperately to pull them back up. Uh, I, I, I was, uh, I was going to the, to the old bathroom and I overheard you listening to some music I was like, that's a very cool song. What is that? I like it so much. I need to, sh I need to download Shazam on the spot <laughs> and then Shazam it, which I did. And it was this band. I was like, oh, the band he's always talking about that I said I would cover eventually. Yeah. Maybe we should cover them. And so I bumped them up a little bit in the schedule. Nice. And then that's when that brings, I found the notes. Hell yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. My first time listening to them. Very obscure, but uh, worth worth a listen to if listeners are a fan of electronic music of weird dark and wacky 80s i don't 
I see they get the new wave label, but that is very, very that, playing real loose. Ooh, I don't believe in that label. Oh, well, no. I was playing real loose with that. But uh, yeah, fascinating, fun listen. Interesting stuff. Uh, I didn't come out like a diehard fan the way I was hoping I would, but I did come out loving uh, enough. Nice. Enough. Nice. I did come out very bored with some stuff. Like, God really <laughs> oh I, yeah I, yeah i was bored once and then after that i'm just i was on board i was uh, i think uh, for a lot of it i was like ah this uh, this didn't go where i thought it was gonna go mm. and then i took me all my second listens to be like all right i see where it's still good okay except for one album where i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> sure <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't come back from that you seem to be a huge fan explain yeah um How'd you stumble upon this? That's a better question. Yeah, I, I wasn't in the old bathroom, but I was on. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my lunch break at work, uh, listening to the radio, and they played uh, "Inside Out," mm-hmm. and it, um, the way they were using samples with like uh, vocals, the weird fluctuations. When I heard it, I was like, "Oh man!" Like this kind of reminds me of like my own music, and then I thought like. Oh man, okay, so like groups are like, you know, catching on to this idea or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I shazammed it. And then I found out it came out in 1987. Oh, so yeah. I was like, okay, well. What, what kind of fucked up radio station are you listening to that they play this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it was a college station. Oh, uh, that K- makes. Okay. S- KSPC, I think. Claremont. Claremont. Some, some, a college radio station. That makes way more sense. Um, and then I was surprised to find out. And Tom's notes that, you know, this guy is actually, or this group, sorry, um, has been sampled by That's right. artists I like, like Mad Lib. Yep. Um, Raw Medicine Mad Lib remixes. You can find it there. The tracks for the Nasty. And then Electronica Artist Tricky also sampled. So, um, yeah, it's cool that, like, uh, the DNA of this group is in other artists oh yeah yeah especially i'm surprised they're they're not more more popular at least now because oh things tend to get discovered later on but also it's a thing that i can hear a lot of people easily jumping on board with oh yeah the the like i i don't know if it's still going but maybe like five seven years ago that like that wave of like people being like no the synth is fucking cool and and all that i could see i could see how this group found a, a second life they should have had a, a massive blow up during that period i feel oh, like yeah all, uh, all the festivals yeah it seems unfair that they didn't but i think they're they've, they've reunited since um and they're back together at the moment according to tom's uh, and what he dug up so uh you might as well jump in a little bit of a tom's history corner or history guy tom who you should all uh take a second to follow on all the places uh as of the as of the recording of this, because this is coming out much later, his full length album finally was finally released. It's been released for everyone listening for a while and go listen to it. I finally heard the whole thing. Y'all need to hear it. It's mm. very good. Mm. It's damn good. Juicy. God damn it. I like it a lot. <laughs> just, so go listen to that. Just on Spotify or Apple uh, Music. It should well. be on all the platforms. All the streaming. I, right now, um, it's only on Bandcamp because I think he's waiting for like the okay the red tape to clear yeah uh on yeah so Bandcamp right now but by the time this airs i'm sure it'll be on all all the other stuff you'll find a link in the description uh check that out but yeah follow follow tom on uh facebook instagram twitter at tom osmond sounds as well as a Substack. uh what what the hell is the Substack name i already forgot uh whatever (laughs) whatever comes next i was it's it's tomosmond.substack.com um 
And of course, yeah, his, his full length record. So much for all on a day's work on all the platforms and link in the description. Very good stuff. Good writer. Uh, good dude. Good dude. But what he says in his notes, I forgot. I, really, I, I talked oh. so much off the top yeah. about the guy. I forgot what he said. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> like I say, you lost him again. Built it up so much. I thought you had it ready to go. So- oh, yeah. Well, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I mean, it's no biggie, but he did get in contact with, with, yes, with Ellen got of Mar DuPont. Much like our Call Me Lightning episode, we have, you know, access to the artists got real word from the actual head honcho um, uh, how do you pronounce his last name does anybody know how to pronounce I it? Oh, i'm surprised that the I, first name was pronounced alan oh i thought i thought it was because well, uh i'm i'm judging off of like um uh what ugh, fuck what's that guy's name <laughs> shit that he's on he's on uh ipecac his his record made my fucking best of 2020 list <laughs> Oh, the guy He's from the band 11. With, yeah. And he works with like Queen Alan Johan. Alan, Joh- Alan Johansson or yeah. Johansson. Uh, yeah. His name is spelled that way. Yeah. Uh, but now I am blanking on. Sagir. Hold on. I got to. Uh, it's probably Sagir. It's probably probably Sagir. Yeah. Pretty much this. Sagir. Ba- yeah. This band is his brainchild. He had a uh, pretty. Uh, n- uh, hard upbringing. His father was not accepting of him taking the music. <laughs> no, not it, in the least bit. One of the so what Tom had to do. He had to, he had to, there's nothing in English on this band, so we had to go translate. to all the all the French pl- websites and, and coverage and Google Translate it, which just comes out so funny. Yeah. So he's like, you, you don't maybe don't read it verbatim. <laughs> totally. But I'm gonna read it verbatim. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> because. Dude, his dad was so was so shitty. I, I guess he was a military father uh, from Kashak descent, which says and all mm. who considered piano playing a faggot's hobby. Oh my god! <laughs> First of all, I guess I'm gay. <laughs> it's like, that Jesus, guy, like that guy saw Liberace once, and he's like, "That's what everyone who plays piano is about." Dude, they're all <laughs> they're all just big old flame. Well, and, we oh, never mind. <laughs> it's insane. It's it's pretty funny but like i can see why this this dude is afraid to even sing in french because uh that was like i think he said the reason he he sang in english was because his his father couldn't understand him yeah which is so sad so sad yeah yeah Yeah, i I, didn't know all that stuff before but uh it kind of made him uh more of an endearing kind of character to me like more relatable uh definitely yeah and like they they sent him to boarding school and he kind of has to live this double life which seems to be a, a a recurring thing going oh yeah throughout the music and like at to to make this creative wacky music and the dude is he's like a surgeon now he is right? a, yeah he was in med school and then doing his uh and was fucking uh, internships or whatever mm-hmm. is that the right word no uh, no it's not no what's the word Oh, uh, when you're residencies, residencies, that's the word, uh, that's I, something the word. like that. Uh, I'm assuming it's, I think maybe I misremember who cares point is he was doing fucking hardcore, hardcore medicine, ENT stuff. Well, during the, the entire events of this, of this band, which I don't know if I have, I think of a single other example of that. I surgeon and electronic musician. Yeah, the the like closest thing I can think of, and he didn't even really do it, is like a 
basketball player named uh, Pau Gasol, and he like it was like down to the wire. Like you need to pick basketball or or medical stuff. Mm. And uh, even when he was doing basketball, he was still very involved with like children's hospitals and like mm-hmm. very very smart dude. And that I was like, that's a random guy to compare him to, but it's the only other person I could think who was. But he didn't even get his medical degree. So to like be making this music and going to school at a high level, just insane. Super insane. Well, it was his dad, right? That wanted him to go into I, medicine. I, yeah, I believe so. But the way he, he talks about it, like even in the interview and, and everywhere else, it's like he seemed like he really, really wanted it more than music, like a lot more than music. Yeah. Like he would ditch important meetings to move the band further because of school and because of all his med- medical stuff. Yeah. Which is, wow, that's like, again, not the romantic, you know, artist thing you would imagine where he's actively skipping the music bullshit to work mm-hmm. on what really matters, all yeah. right? Just fucking dig into people's skulls. Well, that's uh, I, ENT, right? Yeah. Ears, nose, I mean, yeah, throat. yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess in the scheme of things, doctors are more important. They are 100% <laughs> more important. <laughs> We're useless, Alex. <laughs> you really are. Well, that's funny because I had the impression he was more like torn between the two. And then he eventually like went into. It, oh, and yeah, that's definitely what ended up. That's probably a better representation of it. Uh, but when he, I think just the fact that he was act, not actively, but like often just ruining appointments and, and shit like that. Mm. Uh, makes it seem like he did have his, uh, his priorities uh, in a certain certain order. But uh, anyways, he eventually meets other bad members slash girlfriend. Well, yeah, that's a big uh, ripple yeah. in the Martin Dupont story is girlfriend. Girlfriend. <laughs> Specifically girlfriends. This son of a bitch is awful. <laughs> Catherine Loy. Oh, that poor girl. <laughs> poor girl. Uh so let's, let's just go straight to the interview. Like, okay. Uh, so Tom asked him, what do you remember about the first rehearsals or performances under the name Mark DuPont? And then uh, Alan said, I hope his name is pronounced Alan. Otherwise I'm just, just going off. You uh, just call him Al for short. Al. Al. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> like the Paul Simon song. You can call me Al. Oh, let's never, <laughs> never do that. Uh, he says our first performance was in uh, Montpellier, uh, south of France. And we played just before lounge lizards. It was one time that I played with Catherine, Bridget and Beverly all together. So, that's the other unique thing. All all women in the band. All women in the band. Except for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's the one crafting everything. He's but. making everything. Uh, Bridge is doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably like the second most by, you know, easily the second most. And Catherine, I think, was just singing, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then... Well, like, he wanted her in the band. Didn't uh, he just start with just her? Uh, I th- I, that I forgot, but it seemed like she wasn't really like doing music but he kind of like convinced her mm-hmm. like because i don't know i guess he wanted to mix both yeah together. yeah this man wants to shit where he eats <laughs> dude th- i'll never understand that like wanting to, to combine all the universes like that i love a good separate universe love a good separate universe <laughs> well how old was he at the time we don't oh i don't know i don't know. I imagine in his 20s or early 20s or yeah probably early 20s if he's doing med school I'm thinking yeah yeah um so he meets bridget and then immediately bangs her, like immediately starts banging her <laughs> because she's super talented and whatever. Uh, and then so they join. Uh, and I don't want to keep talking. You guys fucking talk. Oh, I thought. Sorry. I thought you were going. Oh, sorry. No, because I feel like I'm, I'm definitely I'll just read off the whole interview like if, if someone doesn't cut me off. Yeah. I mean, that kind of 
like leads to them recording though right um and then for the most part from what little i i've you know from tom's notes and the things i could find on my own i think this was all recorded in like a home studio as well everything except for the second album I okay believe. yeah second album was actually a, a studio which he talks about wasn't all crammed in a kitchen oh i don't know i, I didn't read that here oh i don't i don't i have no idea oh, if, shit, if really? you read it somewhere yeah, yeah. Go for it. We all like to connect our yeah. fucking. Yeah. yeah, we all took a fraction. They, of didn't have, they didn't have a lot of space, but they had a lot of visitors. Uh, There's a lot right. of yeah. uh, people that were just kind of like curious or mm. like into what they were doing. They had uh, like this very unique thing kind of going on. Yeah, which is uh, also uh, inspired inspired by punk, but uh, wanting to take it in another. It, direction. It, rem- it reminds me a little bit of uh, a suicide who whom we've covered um where like there's the the punk spirit but what comes out isn't really punk at all (laughs) yeah um despite not really being known over here in the states they would open up for like i think you said the lounge Lounge uh the lotus eaters and the most famous Susie and the banshees so there was there was some buzz around them at the time yeah uh and uh one of the things that um that, that that Alan said, he says uh, Evan Lurie was surprised to see that they used toys when playing and performing, and uh, and and John Lurie was just surprised that they didn't they weren't on drugs. Mm. <laughs> so I guess they weren't a. Wait, just also, it is well, weird that they weren't on drugs. Well, lounge lizards and that whole scene, I think they're all pretty drug right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, other two members, because the only the only one who comes and goes is Catherine and Bridget, right? Wait, what do you mean? Catherine leaves. Catherine after leaves. The yeah. First and album, the, uh, yeah. But the other two members, Beverly. They stick to the end. Yeah. 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 Or sorry. One other member. Yeah. Bridget and Beverly. Well, Beverly comes last. Yeah. 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 Um, so another thing that, that Alan said, uh, which is, it's, an, it's kind of like a neat little thing that uh, he, he, they, he overheard Michael Dempsey of Roxy Music and Cure singing one of their songs backstage. And he's, uh, which obviously led to a friendship and very flattering. So it's nice. like, they still like, Affected the people that went out to be much more successful. Yeah. Which is usually how it goes. Even, um, shit, I probably should have highlighted it, but eventually someone from Depeche Mode. Yeah, that's right. The Uh, hold too. Crap. Yeah, I don't know where it is. So like. Oh, there it is. It's, uh, it was Martin Gore. Yeah. It was, uh, what was it? It was during the rehearsals. Uh, Alan said that, uh, that I guess I was, it Odell, 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 Odell. It was Martin Gore's girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, she like showed up to his practice and stuff. And then, um, what else? Go ahead. Keep going. Oh yeah. I, I think that's good. Good groundwork laid for. There's like, a, there's still so much more too. Like, uh, well, I don't, uh, I don't know if I, if I want to jump into like exactly the, the interview stuff, but like, cause it's still, it's kind of hard to like integrate it into like the overview, but. Well, uh, uh Beverly was like, a um, a very specific, uh, member of the group uh she added instruments that weren't really there before like yeah. saxophone and clarinet uh, clarinet was yeah. a big one right and that she also had like i think uh uh a different work ethic that got uh oh that's right she yeah. was actually inspiring him to finish songs yeah yeah <laughs> which is pretty big it's yeah. important to finish songs um i don't know who did their the I did, I'm not familiar with the person who did, I think, all their album covers, but oh, they right. seem to be a, a name people like. I'm going to find it right 
now. I can't pronounce it either way. I'm going to find like it. I swear. Yes. Where the fuck? Oh, yeah. Yves Shine. Or Shine. Shane. Shine. Shine. Shane. You know, whatever. Yeah. Alan says that he was the best friend of a good friend of his, Patrick Salvador, who was a poet and a painter. Says he's one of the uh, one of the coolest and smartest men I've ever met. And when I've seen his, when I saw his painting for the first time, it was obvious to me that it was uh, close to my musical world. It had this kind of weirdness, eclectic inspiration, and several degrees of meaning, with a bit, a sad, bit of sadness or humor that I like to put in my music. So I wanted straight away to associate the work of Yves Chenet with mine. Uh, and it it really does fit. Like those covers it does fit. Fit. Yeah, totally. Kind of like reminds me of uh, some of Talk Talks album art. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, like especially yeah. like the earlier, the earlier stuff, um, or like the first half of the discography. Uh, so, the, uh, you know what? Yeah, I guess we can. Like, that's groundwork. That's, that's yeah, plenty that's, groundwork. We can probably we know the names, not the faces. We know the a little bit of history. We can get into the nitty gritty of each shell bulb now. Hell yeah! So, uh, where are my other notes? There's so many, so many notes happening. Here. So. The, let's see they actually had i guess three albums but we're going to be covering five mm-hmm. two two compilations so first one came out 1984 last one 2018 but that was the compilation so technically 1987 um but if y'all ready i'm ready oh boy this is 1984's just because not expecting a like big epic opening oh god it's so it's so electronic it is <laughs> yeah. oh yeah you know what you're getting you know what you're getting you don't though because like no you not for this album you yeah. don't no Cause they could have gone happy, but they went golf vocals. Yeah. He sounds like a weird cross between fucking Ian Curtis and uh, what's his fucking psycho uh, Alexis Marshall from Daughters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I just I describe him as the vampire next door. The vampire yeah, next I door. Mean, yeah. I, I believe he did cite Joy Division as a uh, influence. A lot of Joy yeah. Division in here. Like, if, if Ian Curtis didn't die, I see him going in some of the directions. This is, like, it's weird. It's, like, crazy, but it's, like, contained. It's not, like, free jazz where it's all over the place. It's still very, very song-oriented. Yeah. It's very structured. Well, by the way, I like Alan's vocals way better than Ian Curtis. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no contest. Oh, he's so much better. <laughs> all right. Like, uh, if we all listen to the same record, so we all know that we've heard that song a million times. Yes. It never grew on me. It, ne- it, it got me right away. Also, best personal favorite. Best personal favorite. All right. Yeah. Uh, this one, because of that opening, I was like, all right, it's fine. I don't hate it. It's, it's fine. I don't, I don't love it, but it's fine. As the album kept going, I'm like, what the fuck? It's so crazy. 
It's I, so goddamn good. I was hooked instantly, but because by the end of the album, it is that it's unrecognizable as what we just heard. Like the, the darkness and the weird sadistic shit that that pops up. Mm-hmm. It's unlike anything they'll ever do again, and definitely unlike that song. It's wild. It it, it is. <laughs> um, I enjoy it quite a bit. What say you, Robert? I really like this album. It was a grower too for me, though. It was a grower. Um, it wasn't like um, now. It I- just it gives a lot. You know, you could listen to it. Oh like, yeah. Repeat repeatedly, and and you should hear yeah. uh, I- new things all the time. But I feel weird that I like this instantly, and you're like king of weird, and you're like, oh, it, well, it, it took the- some time to grow on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, was this the first one you heard? First yes. Album? Okay. Yes. This, I heard this I, after. I think I heard one song when you posted it, and that was like my only like jumping off point for the band going into this. Because um, yeah, the style is pretty different from what how I was introduced to them. Very, so that, that's kind of why. Okay. Like a, it's a lot more minimal to me. Uh, it's like has more of kind of like almost a, like a low tech kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Not as hi fi. Uh, almost kind of like post apocalyptic in a way. I, like, yeah, I dig it, it. It gives me a little like a real craftworky in in that style of uh, beat boopness, for lack of a better term. And also because the the equipment they're using. Uh, the the drum machine is just super weak. Like, mm-hmm. there's no real beat to anything. It's all very like toys. It sounds yeah. like toys, uh, which bothered me at first. But after a while, it, it doesn't matter because of how crazy heavy the bass gets in certain points. Like, yeah, like bass booming. playing is so awesome. It's and it's amazing. It's boomy as shit. It really, yeah, powerful. Uh, I was on board with that first song, but the thing that like really caught me off guard was stick in my brain, where I'm like. This band is successfully combining the wacky with the darkness and like not making it sound overtly gimmicky. No, 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 no. Yeah, that that, that was the song. Was like, oh, wait a minute. No, this, this, okay, this can kick ass. This kicks ass. Like the craziest vocals, maybe on. A new song that they did. This whole yeah. album has some of the weirdest vocals. Yeah. For sure. Like I don't, I don't, I don't really like Alan on. I like him everywhere else, but on this one is my least favorite. Is because it's just, it's so like he's not even really trying to sing. It doesn't feel like he's just doing these weird wails. And then also, I thought it was just a solo guy, and so I was like, oh, the the lady vocals. That's just like a one off guest, and they kept coming back, kept yeah. coming back. Did, then- I don't know. I'm assuming it's Catherine on here. But yes. Was Bridget on here at all? I mean, I know she's plays on here, but was she singing on here at all? I couldn't, I couldn't figure it, find that out. You know, it wasn't until I read the notes that I started kind of uh, differentiating which female vocalist did what. Because uh-huh. to me, I mean, they, they're not drastically different from each no, other. No, no, they aren't. I know one of them does sound more like uh, what's her name from X? Xine. Yeah. Xine. Yeah. Yeah. Does have like some of the like. <laughs> exactly like that exactly like that to the t uh I, I would imagine it's mostly Catherine on here though just because that's all she did in the band period uh but i ended up liking her voice on here significantly more than everyone else's uh, or alan's or whatever uh but god damn like basically after because under nylon is one that didn't work for me at first and eventually grew on me but from take a look until the end pretty much mm. holy shit like each one starts it just does this other different weird thing yeah um take a look i don't i don't know what exactly it is but it sounds like an electric sitar which is 
this crazy why would mm-hmm. you electrify that why uh, not yeah why not that's that's this whole band why not yeah yeah why not uh, why not bang all of your band members why not why not um soft images like the most like kraut rocky thing to me on the album because mm-hmm. you do get some like you talked about kraut nah craft work right right yeah that song's fucking great um i have it in my notes but i i forget which one it is wait what, what? what? i have that what? in What's my up, notes uh yeah like it's a good song or whatever but put I that some bitch on sorry i didn't hear what's what song <laughs> soft images soft images really any excuse to put on any song on this album is pretty fucking yeah no <laughs> i mean i could play most of them is okay oh yeah yeah So many uh, of the bass lines on this album just get stuck in my head. Like Extremely singing. memorable bass lines. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait for it to fucking come Pick in. Up. Oh. Oh. What is that? Yeah. Just so, like... Oh play some risk of rain i know it's, it's like they're wacky instruments but they, they have more to it they feel bigger they feel more i don't know sad <laughs> this yeah this band's like maximum value for yeah. what little they're working with god damn that song rules uh brill hero rules dirty hands fucking dude dirty hands dude. is a straight up Mega Man boss fight music <laughs> dude in in my head like that's the music they should be playing in clubs. It's like Dirty Hands. Oh, sh- that's a, a dirty-ass club, dude. Dude, yeah. Those vocals are perfect on that song. Yeah. God damn. Give me the, the grime. Don't give me this pop shit. W- w- clubs are this disgusting. Give me music that fits. I want to feel dirty as well as be dirty. Yes. Really, yes. Nilly. Uh, I think one of the more interestingly written things on here. Uh, oh, such an man. such unusual progressions. Yeah, I I forget what band we were covering, and I stumbled upon the term "beef hardian," mm. and it sounds cool. I was not expecting like beef hardian guitar solos uh-huh. in here at all, but yet here they are. Here they are. Goddamn. Let's see. Let's see. Um, and yeah, it doesn't really. I don't know. I I was like engaged. Uh, like the clothes are bent out of a window. It's just, I was like, that's a good note to leave on. It's my one. It's my one of my lesser favorite songs. It's fine though. I don't. I don't dislike it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything, bef- like Jesus Christ, every song that I thought was even like, okay, this is where the, the album starts to like wind Tamper down. Tamper off it. Dude, never it does. comes in again. Yeah. Uh, the thing I feel like, especially with Lovely Monster, it's like mm. it starts out like, okay, this is, and then God, the turn it takes. It's so dark. It, These songs are fucked up. They're like the, really unsettling. Like dark, dark ballads towards the end. And not just like in a, in a like a an edgy or evil way. It's like a, a truly twisted, murdery way. Like oh, when it, whenever like the the atmosphere and the sound of the band can can match. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's well, always a welcome huge to the dissidents is like that. I feel like, mm. uh, and then um. Last thing I'll, I'll, I'll note is uh, Pure Delight definitely feels like a much better, eviler, and heavier Isolation by Joy Division. Ooh, I like some... Because I hate that song. I've always I know, hated that song. Uh, but it has like, the same tempo as it, it has the same cadence in the vocals, but it just rules. <laughs> Put on that song, bitch. I, <laughs> I like both songs, but... Uh, 
do this to me after I queue up the other. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On, <laughs> the, on the day of my daughter's wedding, uh, was pure, uh, welcome to. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, pure delight. Pure delight. Okay, sorry. Dude, so grimy in the best way. It's more mood than it is like song. It's not really just very little melody here, but it fucking feels good. And yeah, this is like electronic noises. Yeah. yeah. Robert, you have you've been quite a while. Yeah, you know, just uh, on that note, a lot of music that relies on kind of sounds or maybe the technology of the time tends to not age very well. Mm. And this doesn't really suffer from that at all. Surprisingly. No. Yeah. It's just, it's still kind of incredibly unique and it's hard to find where it fits in really. Mm -hmm. But um, actually I was surprised that this would be uh, somebody's favorite because I, I see it, as being the most consistent album. Yeah, for sure. But mm-hmm. I, I, at the same time, I thought, well, who's going to appreciate all the weirdness? I, like, it's I, just I, such a great... It's a, go ahead, go ahead. I, go I love oh, this sorry. album. I will, I will say, like, I'm glad this band, like, I was hooked right away, and I liked it because I listened to these albums maybe, like, three times each more than we usually should. And there's, there is a lot, there's a lot to digest so like I could definitely see my feelings changing down the line at some point because it's just like they it's it's like it's a lot to take in and I like most of it. And so I also wonder like did I properly digest this this music? Well, I, I hmm. feel like every song that they've ever done, this is a weird thing. I don't know if I could think of another group like this but every song has at least a little something to offer mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. something that kind of uh surprises you a little bit or is a little bit unexpected a I, little fresh you know i was gonna say like a year from now if you come back to me i'll probably have like new thoughts about different songs so hell yeah but it's good listen to it find it it's a uh, something else <laughs> something else and thankfully this shit for some reason is readily available easy to get your hands on so oh yeah yeah they keep reissuing stuff uh they have recently put out a box set with everything on it uh that's where one of the things we're gonna be covering uh was first released if i had money to burn i would i would do it oh yeah oh yeah uh but yeah alex and i is uh both our best personal favorite but we got some more we got some more so now we have uh, a little swaparoo a swaparoo yep. in the lineup, and this one makes me extra sad because first he meets Bridget and he's fascinated with her talent, this so some, he starts banger. Some villain shit. <laughs> and this is according to some uh, which article that, that did Tom send where it says this. Uh, I will let you know in three, two, one. Uh, less Ellen rocks, less in rocks, less in rocks. Uh, I can't tell if that's an L or an I because I'm stupid. But anyway, another translated French website. So he he does that, but he's like, ah, but she's so nice. 
Okay, I won't do it again. We'll be, I'll be good. Catherine introduces him to Beverly. And he immediately leaves Catherine and marries Beverly. <laughs> and puts Beverly in the band. Put, puts her in the band. They have like one practice. She sees like, oh, wait, this isn't, this isn't working out. This is, this is, in, this is quite uncomfortable. Is this, uh, does this all seem weird to us because we're American? It could be. It could be. No, it's a, well, it's a, easy there with your American bias, Alex. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, I, as someone what? who likes uh, a good, solid, monogamous relationship. <laughs> a good God-fearing relationship. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've heard uh, French people say that everybody cheats. It's just that French people admit it. They're, that, they're more open about it. I have heard that quite a bit, that mm-hmm. they are there. It's not, it's a different thing. It's not a different thing, but it's it's not all the way we look at it, where it's a fucking, oh, got you. Yeah. Where it's super brutal. Uh, I don't think I'd be, I'd get along I, well with a French lady. <laughs> I'm I, I a th- very monogamous man. I think even if you're just like, you know, if it's a part of life, like as a human, it's got to hurt. Yeah. And, and like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be in a pit. You don't want some like no doubt situation. <laughs> oh yeah. I was in a band with, with, a, with a two, with a two couple, oh, two, you, you, with, a, with a two couple. And one of the two couple was going around with other things with ooh. all kinds of things. And I couldn't tell if the other half of the couple knew. So I was like, oh, this, is, this is a oh, really bad spot. You put me in dude. <laughs> like, dude. Yeah. I was good. They do. They do pawn it themselves. <laughs> they do, they, <laughs> that's, that's the new verb for putting yourself into a bad situation. Yeah. They pawn himself to a corner. Yeah. I think I've managed to avoid a lot of that. Maybe hundred percent entirely. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was. Um, Must be nice to have the fucking option, Robert. <laughs> Wait, was it because I don't have options? No, <laughs> I'm I, mostly uh, just alone, so the option uh, doesn't show itself either. Yeah, no, that far easier. No, that felt. I felt like a humble brag on your part. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like it's drama free. Drama weird free. Way. I don't know. Yes. Well, maybe it wasn't dramatic. Maybe this was all just part of the course for this group. That's an interesting way to look at it. Like. I'm sure she wasn't happy, but I bet he was like, this is what happens, baby. <laughs> just like, I'm I do, that's what happens. I do all the writing. Oh, God. I don't, I don't Whatever. I'm sure he's a cool guy. Uh, he's cool enough to talk to us, so fucking, he's all right by me. You know what? Take a side. I take a side with everything. <laughs> uh, uh, but now we're on to the follow-up. The only record recorded in a studio, I believe. So this is 1985's Sleep is a Luxury. <laughs> that up real quick this is a different band and that's that's bridget it's it's crazy to like listen what we just listen to and then be like they're, they're, they're so crazy like it feels far more accessible than the last one that's for damn sure though there's a like guys a great course Dude, that bass is... Oh, yeah. It's going hard. There is something, like, off about it to me, though, that gives me a, a, a bit of anxiety. It's not squeaky clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, compared to the last one, it is, but compared to 80s music yes. as a whole, it is not. All right, that's a that's a pretty strong opener. 
Oh, sorry. I thought you were lowered all the way. Um, yeah, I guess among fans, this is like considered the weakest or no, the best. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. That's why I was asking. Well, I thought the notes said that it wasn't. I, well I thought it was. Con- I thought it was considered the weakest. Uh, the, well, the version that's available for streaming, I think that rules. But if you look at the original 1985, release, I didn't see the 1985. Yeah, uh, I, I, could I know it's listed as plus on streaming. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the difference? Uh, you should have filled, filled oh, way less up. songs, and it seems like all the all my favorite songs are not on there. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, but I couldn't find it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't spend a lot of time looking for it. It was more like a last minute thing when I realized that. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, there's an original version. Maybe that would have been like the worst least favorite. But yeah. Uh, there's so much good stuff on the version that's streaming that there's absolutely no way that would ever get like uh-huh. a vote for me. This one let me down a little bit. It did. I, I don't. I don't love this album. I think it's fine, and I definitely liked it more in second listen. But some of the stuff that I ended up liking, there was one thing about it that I just I, I couldn't like. Like I can't not laugh my ass off at Duran Duran. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it, it, like the song is actually super cool, uh, but his vocals uh, are so tuneless. Yeah, <laughs> they're so they're so dissonant. Well, I, I don't know. What he sounds he German on there too. For, but so wait, what was it? Well, I, I don't know exactly what he was going for, but um, <laughs> that's like the only time where I really kind of felt that on any of their songs. Yeah. What's happening? It yeah. sounds German. It sounds super German. There are other ones. Huh? Sound German. Not as oh. much as that one. Oh, you don't think? Don't don't don't. That's very well, German. He's like singing about <laughs> Japanese stuff. Maybe, maybe I just think they're the same thing. That could, it could sound Japanese as well. well. I think it does sound German, but he's like not talking about German stuff. So if you try to speak Japanese while being French, you're German. Yes. I okay. So. I think that's the, yeah, that's the conclusion we've come to. Um, that opener is intro because for this band, it's pretty bright. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of this is just like nightmare soundscape video game music. Um, I I dig it still. And uh, I, I think this is what I was talking about. Like maybe a year from now, like maybe this is my favorite really? year from now. Like interesting. Like I was like really perplexed by it. Interesting. Uh, Alan commented on this. This album specifically, uh, Tom asked him, how happy were you, were you with Sleepy to Luxury and how well was the album received? Oh, okay. And uh, Alan said, uh, Sleepy to Luxury is special for two reasons. The first one is because Beverly joined the band. Mm. I was enthusiastic. Mm. And Catherine left the band. I was sad. <laughs> but uh, during that period. Uh, the other one is because it's the only record that we made in proper studio. I like this album a lot, but I had the impression it wasn't the most popular. Maybe one day I should issue the early, the early versions recorded at home. So oh. there's different sessions or there different versions go. of it. Yeah, I think they have a lot of stuff that still hasn't been released. And they've mm. released a lot of unreleased stuff, which yeah. is it's fascinating. This guy fucking churned out a lot of music while also in medical school. Um, Did you like Not Waiting? Not Waiting. I did. And it's you because know- Beverly is a fucking triumph. In certain songs where they, they, they really highlight the clarinet. It's Wait, which one is that one? Beast. Um, Put on that song, bitch. Anytime I write down circus music, I'm like, Mike's going to like oh, this. Oh, yeah, it's the circus one. I uh, like circus music. So what? You love it. And it's oh, amazing. Wow, that's yeah. like, that wasn't really one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm going to play it. Oh, it's a grower, though. Yeah. There's sure. nothing else that they did that I don't really like. Just because I like their sound. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's the psych. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't like all the weird 80s electronic music. I don't know if any of it is as weird as this song. This doesn't fit in at all. Yeah. So it's it's a clarinet, but it's still through like the filter of synth. Later on in different areas, it'll sound more like a clarinet, mm. like a live clarinet. But it still sounds great on here. Yeah. Well, the the song that where I really like Beverly's contribution is Hidden Inside. That's uh I don't that's even more perplexing to me, like to categorize. That's um yeah, specifically that's when I was like, this album's pretty pretty dark that song and um that does have some like midi horns or whatever that sound pretty dated on it but overall just like yeah this is like this belongs in a john carpenter movie or something i mean it's right time period for it at least well it has a, a cool thing in the ending that i like that certain songs do is where uh it takes off into like this other part, but then fades out right away. <laughs> oh, like, that's what I, I hate that. Because yeah. well, I, I, I said See, in the past, a lesser, a lesser band would just like go on and on and like kill it. No, I get that. But I've said in the, in the past recently, there's nothing more bitch than a, than a quick fade out. I hate a quick fade out in the yeah. song where it comes but, in and just fucking. But you're fading out on the strongest part. So it's not. Like... I don't mind that if you have at least given us a little taste of what it is and then you slowly fade it out. But if it's like a, here it is. And then now we're done. <laughs> it's like, well, why, don't just, why, why don't I just cut it off at like immediately? Why don't I just do an abrupt ending? I hate the, I hate the fade off. I hate the fade off. God damn it. I don't like the fade off. <laughs> well, this, this turned into Seinfeld. <laughs> I can't remember. Does, uh, I'm done with the oh, fade out. Sorry. I'm done with so, the fade out, Jerry. <laughs> The light goes through my mouth. That has a fade out, right? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. But that's another song. This is like absolutely insane. I like, like it feels so beefy in terms of like what they're serving up. It's like uh, the weirdest, most awesome like church music or something. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like these songs because a lot, most of the album felt like it hit the same mood and same beat for me. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing I, felt even remotely as dark as the last album and everything kind of was just being compared to that even when i didn't want to be like it's dark this one is for sure dark especially darker mm -hmm. than like, the stuff later on but it ain't that dark it ain't first album dark what about uh broken memory broken memory uh, i love bridget on there i love her on there and i like the sense on there uh i don't love the song itself so much i just i, I like the textures more than the song didn't stand out to me the the other one where it's just like there's so many different sounds uh is love on my side like i feel like you're like introduced to something you're like is that going to come back and then it's like something new and it's just like like i said it's real deep you know the uh alan's vocals on that song really remind me of uh from mother's invention uh I forget his name all the time because it's such a generic, regular white guy name. Is it Ray Collins? Oh, yeah. The original singer? Yeah. The first singer? Who has one of, I think, one of my favorite voices in the world. Just the sound That of reminds it. you of him? <laughs> no, the, the way it's sung. The way it's sung on Love on My Side. Like, the, it, put it on. Like, the types of, of vocal, like, the types of notes, the, the choices, it remind me of something that he would do. And anything that oh, reminds me of that. Oh, the part when he says, oh, yeah, I do a lot. We'll see.
course, this is the longest song on the album, and it might it take would. a while. It would. This this one is very vampire-y. It is. Vocals. <laughs> but like the sweetest vampire. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get kicked out of the band and cheated on, I guess. So. <laughs> That's what vampires do? That is what they do. <laughs> that is what they do. They work around high schools and spark. I'm getting Muds of Invention vibes hard with this. Absolutely free. Absolutely free. How much I love you, love. The part that reminded me of it, uh, wait till that part comes in. I realize how much I love you. Oh, yes, that part. I do that part, I can see. You can see that one? Yeah. yeah. For the other one, I, I'm specifically thinking of, is it, uh, Duchess of Prunes or Duke of Prunes? Oh yeah! Well, you said absolutely. Libby I thought you. The magic yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wait, that was him. Uh, I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was Ray Collins doing like a like a, uh, an affect, like singing maybe, deeper. Maybe it was probably him because he has uh, a better voice. Than, I thought you meant the yeah. song "Absolutely Free." No, 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 no. I meant the album. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, all the songs in that album are so jumbled up. I, I don't know the fucking names of one of them. But so now turned into every album ever, Mothers of Invention. We're going to cover them, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it should be covered. Yeah, and it's way easier than than. Thank God they're their yeah. own band and not just Frank Zappa solo stuff. Because holy shit, that'd be impossible. Um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry. Anywho. Back to this band and this album. Final notes. Good album. I not a sophomore slump to me. I think it's. Uh, isn't like didn't hook not like didn't grab me but a lot to chew on and uh i'm gonna come back to it yeah i think it'll grow on you guys i need to give it more because it didn't do it for me but honestly even even as we were setting up and you had it on in the background and Don Don came on i was like that's kind of cool all right, we it's got a vibe. It's just a vibe. Yeah. It's the vibe that they have. Uh, we still. This is going to be a link, link, link the episode because we still got a handful more. Uh, but this is uh, the first compilation. This was released at the same time as uh, Sleep Is a Luxury, I believe. Uh, I think if uh, old Tommy Tom's notes are to be believed, to be believed. Um, let me find it right here. I think I think it was um, listed at like it gave you like a. a a, like a voucher or something. Oh yeah! To, if if you bought Sleep Is a Luxury, you got this album for free. Yeah, something. you got the cassette. That's right. Yeah, or like you could, like if you got the like poster or something. It was yeah, it was a flyer that was there an LP, go. and you could exchange it for for the cassette. Yeah, uh, with initial copies of of Sleep Is a Luxury. But anyway, 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 this is 1985's NAD 81 to 83. I'm gonna skip the opening because we've heard it. Yeah, we've heard it. It was just because. There's no hands, right? Yes. This song is great. It's it, super short. <laughs> it is. I, and yeah, I'm assuming these are like kind of like demos. Yeah, yeah. But they do sound really good for demos. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of the songs do sound like half sentences. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Those. 
those little backup things right there, I think that's what makes the band in general so fascinating. Yeah. Little weird little scary things in the background. And yeah, it's it's crazy to like talk about like craft work, which is like five guys. Yeah. And then this like one maniac. One ladies man. <laughs> yeah, one one ladies man. <laughs> Tim Meadows. <laughs> Alright. Which what say you? And then yeah, just cause it's more like demos, worst least favorite. Worst least favorite. We came together. Holy shit. You know, hey, um, this is Wesley's favorite. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, but... Well, holy three shit. Of us. I, three I, of us. At first, I was having, like, trouble. Is this really the Wesley's favorite? Yes, it is. But, 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 but... <laughs> okay. I was going to say, like, okay, if I if I really can't decide, then I'm just going to listen to what you guys pick. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a so, bitch! He, he played us, dude! He fucking played us for Yeah, fools. we should have made him say it first. No, uh, but when I gave it another listen, it just... Um, it kind of trailed off for me. Trails off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's some cool stuff. There on are here. some cool stuff on it. You should still give it a listen. I'm I'm always thankful when we do discographies like this when there's like a gimme where there's like some demos or, or yeah. something. Well, where... we technically have two albums of that. This one is just noticeably weaker. Yeah. 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 I I didn't even know the other album was. Oh, really? I just thought it was a, mm. a full album. So you know, going in blind like that. Um, Did you guys t- ever see any of the videos? No, no. There's a video for one of the songs on here. Which one? The Wagi. Oh, Wagu. Yeah, Wagui. Wagui. I, I wish it was Waluigi. Yeah, I, I read it as I Waluigi every time I see it. <laughs> I I do too. There's Dude. no L in there, but uh, they're playing in the circus. Oh, uh, they would nice. be. Yeah, and they look like. The most normal, wholesome people. Uh, really? <laughs> they don't look like weird or crazy at all. Like, well, he's a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a doctor, right? He's very trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it did it did start off like dirty hands is good. Um, never never like or no hands, you mean it's probably oh, my favorite. Never never, ne- never never never. Very good. That's an example of like crazy guitar playing that's not shredding. And also like guitar isn't really like the focus it's a lot really of times. It's really haunting. Yeah. Like, almost like maybe Sonic Youth or something. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's Catherine on there. On mm. scene on that one. Uh, that poor, poor girl. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that is. Because yeah. I actually looked it up because I like the song. Yeah. So. It's, she's also, she also sings on on uh, uh, Waluigi. Uh, and one more. I'm forgetting. It's on side B. I'm forgetting. What the hell is it? Uh, whatever. It'll come up if it comes up. But she sings on three songs on here. Um talking about german songs we got mind lieb Ooh, wait that, a minute but that does not sound german it is no it is goofy and spooky and great yes. <laughs> yeah no it is yeah. very good you play that at a, a children's halloween party maybe <laughs> uh but like a lot like again like i think this one has a lot of like the like you said before like half written songs it seems yeah. like yeah this is for sure uh, like, before you have the inspiration from beverly to complete things yeah um, like without a face, I like it, but there's not enough. There's not enough there. It just kind of like yeah ends. It, yeah, exactly. That um, it has a lot of the the you know uh, theremin vintage sci-fi. It's not literally a theremin, I don't think, but has that kind of feel to it. Uh, and it's lengthy too, which mm-hmm. you would hope it, it did more with with all that time. I don't know what uh, lady is singing on. It's no use, but that's the one. 
where her vocals i'm like that sounds like sounds like x oh i think that that's gotta be bridget i think also that song just sounds like the band is melting in real time like a band started playing a song you put it in the microwave and as they're melting that's what the song (laughs) sounds i can't say it's wrong i'll tell you that oh uh Catherine's got four songs my bad okay i believe it's yeah, Wagwi, Never Never, I Love the Lovers, and then the one that I still can't figure it out. <laughs> There's still one more on side side B. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's no use. It's got to be Bridget. Overall, the least least memorable didn't didn't stick with me the way the other the other four here do. You you've been talking way uh, too little in this episode, oh, Robert. Well, I guess because there's you're only why, there's you're only why a- we're here. <laughs> There's only a few highlights for me on this one. Um, one would be other souvenirs, which I think hell yeah, fit brother. on um, uh, just because that weird. Oh, like, it's very very dissonant. It's it super ugly. Kind of like free form talking, not singing. Wait, sorry. Well, it yeah, starts it, off kind of like happy cruising or whatever. Did, and some then super did, fun, yeah. Like, yeah. weirdly fun set lands, but then. It, it's extremely it ugly and dissonant everywhere else. Dreamland or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird one. That's definitely a weird one. What else you like from here, Robert? I don't remember that. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking paper? And pencil. <laughs> never, never, and, and other souvenirs are like my two favorites. There you go. Uh, yeah. There we go. Uh, but yeah, but all three not, of our worst and yeah, least favorites. Holy shit! Not a not a car crash of an album, but just. No. By the very nature if of you, being, if you like the group, you'll like it because you, you know. And the discography is so short. Yeah. Hell yeah! But we got a couple more, and uh, the last actual full length of the of their lifetime. This is 1987's Hot Paradox. <laughs> Already, big giant eighties production. It feels so fucking warm. I love this like sixteenth note beat. Got like bells going on in the background. Sure, like church. I don't know if they actually are, but this reminds me of like bells. They think, yeah, they are bells. Yeah, yeah church bells. Kind of reminds, not. Kind of makes me think of Kaiko from YMO. Oh. A, a lot of things made me think of YMO to the point where I'm like, I have to stop. I, I think I only bought it up one time. This song uh, is a masterpiece to me. Really? Yeah. It's a fantastic song. Incredible opener. I can't wait for that fucking chorus. She's shaking, she's shaking, she's moving on me like a flickering flame. I think those vocals are more... The more mature? Significantly. Yeah. He's entire album is more mature. Most of them at full Peak. maturity. I mean, he's a great singer, which you don't really get until this album. I'm still talking. So nutty. Love it. She sounds fucking great too. Kind of feel like Batman or something. Yep. <laughs> you know what? I could see Prince listening to this. And crying because he'll never make anything as good. Yeah. This is his whole career, this trying to. I could see Danny Elfman listening to this. <laughs> he would make stuff as good. No, <laughs> 
Oh, goddamn. Ah, that song fucking rules. God damn it. All right, Robert, say it. Of course, best personal favorite. All right, all right. I, I felt I thought it was going to be both of you guys' best. I was surprised. I like it a lot. I just I just love that first album right now. Well, it's not a, a perfect album, but it's uh, one of those examples where a masterpiece actually you know doesn't have to be perfect. Oh, that's uh, I don't yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet calling any of these masterpieces, but I, I respect it. All right, all it's right. um, yeah, their most accomplished work. Uh, probably the end of where you know where do you go from here? Kind yeah, of thing. Uh, especially the time. The times were changing after this. I think um, electronic music was changing for sure. Yeah, and and for a group that was already kind of um, outsiders, maybe or just yeah. Th- didn't yeah, really it didn't a, really mainstream yeah. success. But um, um, yeah, like I said, it's not not a perfect album, but the highs are just so high enough that it's just it stands above the rest for me, and, and above a lot of other music. It kind of um made me interested in music again. Holy shit! Kind of like hitting well, this wall of like, oh, I kind of nothing sounds fresh anymore. That uh, that happens. That happens when you get older, though. Yeah, uh-huh. and I thought I, I wouldn't get out of it, but they pulled me out. They pulled you <laughs> out of it. God damn, that's big. Yeah. Um, just That's like huge. those action movies where you're on the ranch. Like, I told you I was done. Uh, we've seen Commando. We know yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Uh, so, so when I first heard this album, when I got to the second song, the title track, I was like, oh, man, first song rules. Second song. I mean, I like it now. Uh-huh. Um, but when I first heard it, I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those albums where, like, maybe there's a couple good songs. That's how I felt. Yeah. It's filler. Yeah. And then it gets to the third song. It's like, and we're it's back. back. It's yeah. back. It's back. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really that. It's really just a title track that that's the only, I don't care so much for the closer either, but uh, as far as that one goes, it's a, that's the only flaw in the pacing, I think, because it's pretty, pretty damn consistent. The thing is I try skipping it though, and it doesn't feel the same. I don't know. Like having that song in between the two makes the next song feel even more. Special. You know how I feel that about it? It's just completely, completely different, but uh Nobody's Baby Now by Nick Cave. on oh, yeah. It's track two. It brings down the fucking momentum like crazy. But when it's not there, Loverman doesn't hit the same way mm. after that. Yeah. Interesting. Loverman. Love I Sorry. don't know why I went Metallica. <laughs> um, they covered it. <laughs> anyways, that third song that keeps getting talked about. Uh, my analyst like, says, I say, I think it's essay. I hope it's this asses. As, it's, I wish it was asses. That is like that's. Uh, I hope it's this. That's pretty a, dark. That's like yeah. the trippy. Real dark. Of course, I like it. Is the trippiest thing they've they've done. The fucking clarinet on there is oh spectacular. The let me, let clarinet me, on this album is so goddamn. I good. was gonna say, you talked about like how s- kind of seamless it was worked in, and it's it, throughout the whole mm. thing. It's pretty seamless, but on which one did? Oh, pressure. Pressure. They, they'll, you'll get the clarinet and then like, I don't know what any of these samples or fucking noises. Are like, so many instruments. But it sounds backwards. Mm-hmm. And it's like back to back. It's just like a weird thing that fucking works. Hearing the like clarinet and then like this backwards noise thing. And it shouldn't complement each other, but it does. It's just, it's crazy. Actually, uh, Alan did talk about about like the instruments and, mm-hmm. and how, uh, so Tom asked him, he said, how the musical equipment and your use of it changed from one release to the next, but were the most significant changes, advancements? 
Uh, and Alan says, in a way we could say that using better instruments uh, helps to make better music or at least to get better sound quality, but I'm not sure that's always true. We started with cheap instruments, then about more and more. Uh, and of course it changed something, but sometimes I prefer the old stuff. Um, it says, uh, for example, when I first used, when I used the first digital sense, I had the impression that even if the sound was clearer, maybe stronger, it, it did lose warmth. Everybody knows that. Or when I used the first digital delays, I missed the, the, the wow and flutter or wow and flutter of the old tape delay, which gave some more life to the sound for me. The most significant changes were the use of the Roland Jupiter 6, then 8, then a Yamaha DX7 with the extension board that I made with my friend Dan Armandy of Supermax. Uh, another step was the use of the Prophet 2000 sampler. Uh, now we're back to music, uh, and we use digital tools like Cubase and so on. Of course, another world, obviously more powerful, but maybe less spontaneous. Uh, another thing about that is uh, he, he got, he's like awarded for like, for he, which uh, which synth was it? Uh, was I, it I, a Yamaha? Was it a, I, I have so. to find it. It's in here somewhere. Uh, yeah. Well, 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 oh, what were you going to say? Well, well, I was going to say that's the crazy thing about this album is that it's it wasn't recorded in a studio, but it's like their most powerful sounding one. Oh, yeah. And, mm. um, this is all like from a guy who was kicked out of his first band for being too weak too, too weak that's what that's what they accused him of was, was they didn't like his guitar playing. <laughs> oh my god but uh i think that's kind of why he played bass too they didn't like his guitar playing or whatever well, let me and tell you a, this man's bass playing it fucking rules by the way it, it was a D, the yamaha dx7 mm -hmm. and it was the same one he mentioned with dan armandy um it was a uh, it was holy shit uh, i guess it's jean-michel uh jar jarre i think it's jar uh called invention of the of the year in an interviewed in, in an interview for keyboards magazine invention of the year it was not, not a literal award but yeah. like that was a game changer damn so apparently this guy's really smart so very smart he's <laughs> a fucking tell. surgeon dude <laughs> and he best to bang all these girls it's so smart oh goddamn. um and he got me back into music. He got you back <laughs> into music. You'll Dude, you'll he got us to agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, as a man who likes his Sanford and Son songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, I don't know if I'm reaching a little, did uh, Where to Find It remind you of anything? Maybe, you know, a little Beverly Hills Cop theme? Oh, yeah. The bass playing on that is just, yeah. it's a highlight. Yeah. One of the highlights on the album that that's a a cool like transition towards the end of the album where yeah. you're just kind of like okay you know Dude, we, the, we've created this world but now we're just gonna like teeter off the edge and like bring it back. Or I whatever. think that should have been the closer. That, I fucking love it. The yeah. cacophony of those like classical music samples on it is just put on some of that motherfucker because yeah Bridget sounds amazing need to hear this people need to hear yes this stuff. yeah Bridget sounds incredible on it and, the, and again the clarinet Beverly's a fucking triumph on this album. A triumph, he says. I do. This is... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. This is way better than like a lion, though. Yeah. But even I like, like a lion. I, I, I figured as much. <laughs> I like the intro. It's very... Well, I'll tell you about that after. <laughs> yeah, you can rap over this. Part. Oh, this is so 80s. Uh, Oh, and all of a sudden it's dark again. Yeah. They sound so good on here. Like, they're not trying to make it sound like a synth anymore. They're like, this is a fucking clarinet. 
I'm gonna like this album a lot more in like a few months. Yeah, yeah, like just shit like that. Where like, yeah, that is fucking amazing, isn't it? Goddamn. Also, if I met someone at a party and they were like, "Oh yeah, we do like this synth stuff with the clarinet in it," I'd be like, "Are you are you trying to get punched in the face?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you for reminding me of that because you guys ever like. Uh, maybe try to form a band when you're in junior high or whatever, or you know somebody mm-hmm. who's forming a band. There's always that one person where you know they want their friends to join, but it's like, oh well, I play like like yeah. flute or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like they do that, and it just you know doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit mm-hmm. in or whatever. And like that almost seems like that in this group. Like, oh well, I play clarinet. Yeah, you can join our band yeah. or whatever. And it's like it completely like helps make the yeah sound. it changes like, it completely yeah. it's it's no, a happy accident yeah no i think well i think his 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 mind is what was that awful russell crow some beautiful mind he's got a beautiful mind for <laughs> surgery for yeah. for, for music for love <laughs> the so the song that i i shazammed when i was in the bedroom oh it's off here i never tried mm. which is still i think my favorite song on the, on the album like I mean, maybe, maybe, but it's it, yeah. I mean, it's fucking great. It's yeah. one of the best. That, uh, that's what I thought was interesting because I like that song too. I I still um, prefer other songs though. That's what I thought mm-hmm. was like interesting about it. I don't know. That what was it, more of a well, it's very different in tone, I guess. Uh, the ones that like really like hit me were like um, was that he saw the light and like mm-hmm. inside out. You know, like the speaking of a, he saw the light. Talk about, let's talk about a slappy ass bass. Yeah. Or I, don't, I can't tell if they're synths or bass. That's how slappy they are. They're so like, slappy. Like Seinfeld. There's Seinfeld levels of slap, yeah. dude. It's pop. It is popping off on that song. Oh yeah. Yeah, you would think like with that song title. This is also another kind of like churchy sounding yeah. one. Like you think of. Uh, uh, I don't know, like monks or somebody. Yeah, the the, or, the very organy, organy sound makes me just think of Mark's mother, mother's ball, like scoring rugrats. How he would use like those like vocal things. Oh yeah, the the choir, choir scene. Those are great vocals. It's like a very unexpected vocal line. Yeah, that's like who else would think of that? Very well written. Oh yeah, he did sing in the choir as a kid. That's right. Yeah, that, that's that. what I thought of. Like, oh, was that like an influence on this? There it is. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just imagining that video of the guy who scored a Seinfeld. Yeah, like, timing it with his jokes. Oh, that's a vocal sample. Yeah. That, oh, is it? Uh, oh, that is. Yeah, yeah for sure. So uh, it's kind of hard to hear it within the mix if uh, if you're not listening on good speakers. But that that bass is, and I think it's a synth actually, just because it's it's too snappy. It's too, it's yeah, too snappy. It's too clean. Um, God damn! Like I'm starting to really fucking regret my my picks now. <laughs> I forgot. Like these are this is fucking great. It's just sorting out your feelings in real time. It's because I was so lulled into a thing with the first with the the twisted nature of it and how fucked up it was and how, how much i love that's i'm that's a very specific thing about music that i like when it can when it, when it does that and this doesn't do that at all but mm-hmm. it just does something different that's also great yeah maybe i'd feel the same um 
if I heard it differently. This was the first album mm-hmm. I heard from them, of course. Uh, Inside Out was the first song, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. That one... Uh, well, this album got both both of you. You had Inside Out. Mike had his toilet song, which I forget. I never tried. Yeah, it's, I never it's tried. Very good. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, with that song, they're like, God damn. It's just... It's a, it, they take it such a simple bass line and just throw these gorgeous melodies on top and it, oh, there it is. This, the, simple, the simplicity of the bass line doesn't matter anymore. Ah. Well, yeah, I never tried. It has a pretty uh, interesting middle section where it kind of goes uh, like there's weird like piano stuff mm-hmm. going on. It kind of reminds me of uh, where to find it, but uh, more contained or something. Yeah, it's also a lot more driving and, and, and faster, less less 80s sounding overall too. Although uh, that bass is one of the heaviest bass sounds on the album. It's like it's super super chunky on there. Chunky uh, bass, just mm. driving this band. Oh, so so much. Uh, I'm imagining this is every fan of this band's best. Sort of. Well, I think it's probably considered the best album that. They've if, yeah, I think it's a safe bet uh, overall. But I think just the all the, all five fans. Is more than that. <laughs> well, if you're interested in music production or. Uh, Whatever you gotta listen to, it. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. Uh, you, yeah, you did say for a second that he was a uh, in the choir. Uh, I glossed over that, but yeah, as like a young kid, he he. Well, when they he, sent him to boarding school, he, he performed in front of the Pope or something. Oh yeah, yeah. he's saying well, he's saying to the Pope, overlooked that. No, yeah, it's no biggie. Yeah. He's too busy working on his fucking medical career. I mean, uh, that Martin Dupont should play in front of the Pope. <laughs> Wouldn't be the weirdest yeah. thing that the happened at the Vatican. Maybe they'd fit right in. Maybe. I hope not. <laughs> Jesus fair Christ. Enough, enough, you're right. You're right. All right, all right, all right. It would make all the affairs look like child's. Oh, nothing. <laughs> okay. He's a slow down, buddy. Let's slow down. But we got one more. We got one more. Uh, and this one is another compilation. This one is a little bit. I felt it was more vague. There's not a lot of info I was able to find about when any of these songs were recorded. I'm going to assume based on the box set, no later than 88. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the box sets title is like the years the band started and ended. Mm-hmm. And this is, in, these songs are included in it. So, okay. All right. All right. So let's, let's, let's just jump into it. This is, this came out, formally officially in 2018 uh this is accident of stars I'm gonna go, I'm the kid. I'm gonna go, I'm the kid. I found this to be a spectacularly weak opener, but I do. Those vocals really remind me of items. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, I can picture like snarly, like yeah, punk, yeah, vocals. Such an ugly opener. This is giving the most abrasive thing out the gate. That's probably not a good opener, but it's still, I don't know. It works. It works for me and the, the craziness that is this band. So, such a tinny ride noise he chose for this. 
both lo-fi yeah. albums. Also, like, those are cool-ass guitars. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Now let's talk a little bit. But yeah, I didn't realize this was a uh, compilation. Yeah, yeah. I realized it was posthumous after the band had broken up, but I did not realize it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Thoughts? One of those things where it's like, you know, they got a lot of stuff that never got released and, you know, kind of makes you want to hear more. I actually like this. More and more, I, I say that, but all this stuff, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty unique though too, like it's uh, makes you think of probably before the first album where maybe they're still kind of experimenting and finding. I guess they're always experimenting. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but the songs too are pretty groovy, like catchy and stuff. Yeah, there are there are two songs where I never thought about relaxing while listening to this band but uh you know your passion and position yep pretty soothing almost yes yes so that was like whoa like they can they if they stuck around they could still expand and and grow i did like your passion quite a bit there's there's something really hypnotic about it Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see it boring people who just kind of put it on and like not pay attention. This I don't know. There's something uh, it does really like 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 scratching an itch. It does get like kind of spacey and dreamy towards the end, uh, with like the most spacey and gothy being top of the pyramid. Oh, top of the pyramids. Uh, th- there's something about that song that I like, but I can't place what it is. It, it's like the that weird fake old shitty production. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it just feels nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Robert. Uh, I like searching. That might be my favorite. Really? That's yeah. A we- that's a weird fucking song. It's <laughs> weird, but it's like got that, uh, I don't know the rhythm of it. It's very kind of machine like, but still, um, I don't know. I was going to say funky, but maybe that's too extreme, but it's got this funny thing going in the background and it just stays constant even though like the parts of the song change mm. it sounds like it shouldn't go together but i don't know that's what makes it do go together do go together <laughs> that makes it do go together brother <laughs> hey sounds like it don't go together but it do but it do. <laughs> I, I love bridget on that song I, it, otherwise i think it's fucking crazy and rough i i, I there's something about it i couldn't I, I turn it loud when i'm driving <laughs> the windows rolled down this was like no yeah, let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do palm, motherfuckers. Um, this was like the most most punk rock to me. Mm. Um, we have that first song, then uh Lost and Late. That bass line's just pretty punk. Oh, dude, it's the fastest, most upbeat song yeah. ever. Period. Uh fucking great. Great bass lines. Uh War Game was on here, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. No, that's that's the song where I'm like, I'm gonna save the YMO comparison. Like that song specifically to me is like the love child of Kraftwerk and YMO. Real Kraftwerk vibes in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So kooky. So yeah. kooky. I dig it. Yeah. Title uh, track, very minimal. Not a lot 
I found that one to be infuriating. <laughs> Absolutely infuriating. Oh, you like you, eh? Oh, I at least yeah. I always wonder, like, why did they name it after that song? Yeah, like, why that? <laughs> that song it breaks my fucking brain, dude. Because <laughs> it sound it sounds like the drums are intentionally offbeat, and that's what it will register to most people. They're not. What what it is is the the downbeat is a tiny little baby synth hi-hat sound. Mm. And then the little, the, the fucking and, or the, the what, do, what do you call it? The fucking... Uh? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that the in between. The in between. Just showing my fucking music theory and how much I lost of it. Uh, it's a heavy, loud bass drum. So it sounds like it's constantly offbeat. Put it on. It, you have to. <laughs> it's, it's fucking enraging <laughs> i love how it broke my brain why did they name the album after that worst song on here <laughs> fucking put that off <laughs> we have to we have yeah, to yeah. understand i was just out there watching mike struggle and robert robert's gonna throw you the line <laughs> Did you hear that, how it's completely off? Listen to the, just the hi-hat sound. It's on beat. The hi-hat is perfectly on beat. The bass drum that follows, it's not uh, its not like wrong, yeah. but it is not what you would normally do for a good beat. <laughs> Compare that to Searchin. Searchin slaps. <laughs> Searchin does slap. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Um, while we're speaking about things uh, that are offbeat, I, I, I kind of felt that in He Calls the Sky Hector as well. Oh, like, I don't know if it actually is, but it's... Uh, I think I remember the bass being pretty cool on that one. Yeah, I I also don't enjoy his singing on that one. So uh, Did I miss that one? That's like second, third. What's going on here? I don't, I don't, I don't think I got that one. Yeah, it's like the third track. Sucks to suck. It's not searching. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Well, I'm, I, either I didn't note it or it was skipped on my thing, and which then, is unfortunate. Dang, guess we got to do the whole show. God, all over God, God. Oh, damn it. Scrap this. Delete the files. Um, And then the bonus track. Again, oh. German. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to try. Spots here. Spots here. I think you mean Japanese. Give me I French Japanese, all right. Let's get spot yeah, spots here and here and in there not or something. Uh I love it. That's great. Mm. It's, it definitely sounds older than all the other songs, uh, like when it was recorded. Uh, but you got those booming robot vocals and zippy laser sounds. It's fucking mm. great. I wish it was longer. What do you think of uh No Crying? No it's Crying. I like uh wacky synth stuff going on. That's like catchy though. I like it. I, I don't know who's singing on there. I don't know if that's Bridget or Catherine or when this was recorded again, but uh, no, I dig it. I dig it. I, feel, I think I mean I don't know if, how good it would be as an opener, but I like it more than twenty two pounds. I forget which one bit of smile is, but I have it on here. It's one that I like. Really, I found a miserably generic main riff. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Put it on. <laughs> put it on. <laughs> Gonna be here all. In fact, put on the other song that I didn't hear either. Gonna be here all fucking. We're gonna spend the most time on this album. Um, Okay, so I'm gonna do. He calls the sky Hector first. Okay, to try to jog Mike's memory. 
he calls us Kai Hector. Oh, it's gonna pick up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, it turns into like almost like a club song. Well, club and turn. Yep. I hate it. I hate it. I, I, I don't know why I didn't write anything for it. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, okay. I get why you wouldn't like it. I don't well, mind it. Well, if it wasn't for that bass in the back, I probably wouldn't like it. But, it's exactly yeah, the bass. 100%. It's the bass. It's the bass. Oh. Yeah. It's all about so, the bass. But, but now, the other one. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Bit of, bit of smile. This one, I feel like you can. I mean, you can hear the Joy Division, but this we've heard those chord changes infinite amount of times. Yeah. And then we've also heard the same chord changes with I felt I feel like a better electronic song with Telex. Uh, haven't we met somewhere before? <laughs> yeah, but it's also similar to um, Inside Out. I think it's pretty. <laughs> so I think if they needed to do this in order to make Inside Out, then. I'm all for it. Because, yeah, that's true. Who, I know, do, yeah. who knows when all these songs were... That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in an eight-year time span. It, that's the thing with, with about that song, where... The chorus, though, is like... It's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I see, like, the, it's only that main riff that drags it down for me, because everything else, it's not even just the chorus. Everything else in the song, like, the way there's this little transition after the chorus, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's super wacky. It's fucking great. Sounds and then like it goes Super into Mario a really Brothers. melodic, yeah. heartfelt synth thing after that. It's a good song. I just hate that mean <laughs> riff. I just fucking hate that mean riff. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, this is a surprisingly strong comp. Uh, and if you're a fan of this band at all, this is, it's definitely a must. Yeah, it feels more coherent than the other ones somehow. What's, uh, what's Alan up to these days? Well, first they broke up and there's some very funny little things that 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 we got here because uh because like we said before tom got all the stuff from from translated websites and he started testing out different translators to try to figure out oh yeah and like so basically what it's saying like yeah he he eventually focused more on on medicine and uh things got a little messy with ladies uh i'm assuming he's not married to beverly anymore oh (laughs) wait a minute i remember something about him uh even though he was a surgeon he was still obsessed with music that he had to listen to it's it right. all the time, and then even when he was sleeping, and it was causing some tension in his marriage. It's right, yeah, uh, yeah. You ever seen the show Nip Tuck? It's about him. Oh well, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, <Nor have> I. That's not gonna be the. That is the first Nip Tuck reference on the podcast. So we'll make a, sure it's not the last. Yeah, it's a musical. Then I'm gonna. I'm gonna. No, they always they always made like a a big deal. They had like one of those CD players where like it like slides down and you put the CD in and then it slides up. <laughs> they always had like the big, it's about two surgeons in or in Miami. So they do like plastic surgery. And then they always had like a, a the like surgery scenes. They always played like a song that was like the, the big like needle draw or what's, is that what it's called? Whatever. That's like when they played the licensed music, um, all that. He would also play during surgeries, I think. Yeah, like that's last, what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Which is hilarious and probably not the most. Whenever he could get away. See, that's what makes me think like he was still, um, he didn't just like ditch music for yeah. to be a surgeon. Oh, part- like his heart's still there. <laughs> Much like his taste in women. He just wants, he wants them all. You mean he, wants he wants it all? It all. He wants it all. Uh, so according to. Of course, I, I don't remember the name. I'm going to find out in three seconds. It is Rock and Folk. And this was this is published, I think, 2019. This is fairly recent. Um, he says, uh, I think he they broke up but without any kind of like 
announcement or no, like he didn't actually say we were broken up. It just sort of like slow drift off. Hope, probably hoping to still kind of do it every now and then, but just never did. Uh, so it was a very like a loose breakup. Um, he went to, I mean, yeah, continue. Uh, I think he went up north to continue with the studies. Uh, Br- Bridget and Catherine uh, stayed in Marseille and then Beverly went back to London to become a producer. But I think uh, it was a brain magazine. Again, it's translated. So it's the funniest thing ever. It what they said through the translation, mixing ass with professional relationships never goes well together, <laughs> which, which is he's like, okay, that, that that's not probably what it means. I, so, so you put it through a different bot and it says mixing sex with business relationships. It's, it's like, yeah, it's not, that's not, a, that's not nearly as good. Like no, the, no. The first one's better. No, and I hope it's verbatim. They're both saying the same thing, but one is better. <laughs> one is better. Right? It don't mix ass. <laughs> it's all about how you say it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, yeah. So he went to go to continue with, you know, specialize in ENT, uh, which Tom, those are very cheeky <laughs> lines. It would be very crude of me to suggest that his interest in throats impacted on the band in the past too. <laughs> Which is, oh, oh, I would say that's crude. (laughs) I would say that's fair to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure I'm supposed to be talking about the band. Um, This is is key. This is straight from from Alan himself. Um, He said uh, after um, after the the band stopped playing and recording together, uh, uh, Alan says Bridget worked with several musicians, uh, specifically uh, Patrick Portella. Uh, a contemporary composer and she organized with her husband Christian Arden uh, a brilliant chip music festival uh, Beverly uh, Beverly became producer for Contemporary Music Network uh, and he says uh, I did some projects with fashion designers and I worked with a French choreographer uh, Josette Baiz Baiz I think Baiz um, he says After, afterward I was a chief surgeon in a main hospital it was impossible for me to keep the same involvement into music so I listened to music oh, this is what we're talking about so listen to music all the time, all day long, all night long. Even when I was sleeping, my, my wife was fed up with it. And in the operating room, when the anesthesiologist could bury it. <laughs> During that long period, I bought several thousands of records. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He sounds like a cool guy. He me. sounds pretty fucking rad. Pretty fucking cool. And uh, then Tom asked me, he said, is there anything you'd like to promote that you're involved with at the moment? And he says, our brand new album called uh, Kintsugi, like the Japanese art. Uh, which repair, which repairs by sublimating broken ceramic with gold. Uh, I don't know anything about oh, that. It's yeah, when you, yeah. you accidentally break a ceramic like piece, whether it's like a bowl or a plate, mm. and then uh, you piece it back together with gold, and the cracks are like gold, gold yeah. cracks. Uh, so it makes the design because it was broken. Makes it, it makes it more beautiful. Uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard other artists talk about this. There's a before. beautiful word uh, in practice so that means there's going to be a loose ends episode for sure he says uh uh we recreated some of our songs in such a way that it sounds brand new and supplement uh it will come out on vinyl hybrid uh sacd cd layer high res layer and quadraphonic layer don't know what any of those mean that's what any of those mean you should and, know right and a cassette what? limited edition with a different painting wait does he mean vinyl slash like it's a hybrid where you could like play it on vinyl and seat. I don't think it, so. Okay, no, that's I, too I, insane. I think that would no. I don't okay. think. I don't think. I'm sure he makes a lot of money as a surgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's got fucking new media money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, he said. He goes on to say, uh, "He's a pretty creative guy." He, he, yeah, that's pretty sure. Maybe he's gonna be the. He's gonna be the one. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, "The mastering is done, but because of the crisis, there's some delay to get the records. We're now working with three other musicians: uh, Thierry Santoni and Sandy Casado from uh, Rise and Fall of a Decade, and Oliver 
Leroy from Ollie and the Bollywood Orchestra and Contrero uh, Contrero to play live again. The American tour should be announced soon. Nice. So we got word in exclusive yeah, word in. Oh yeah, dude. I had to wait uh, through so much to get that exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were like an hour and a half in. By the way, breaking news, everybody. They're gonna they're gonna fucking tour again. Uh, that's fucking rad. Yeah. That's super cool. Well, it makes me happy that he's doing it again. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to be there if they come come to LA. Oh, they better. They better. I, I yeah. I hope they get a warm welcome too. Because fucking. Yeah, that's super underrated. At least a fucking Wikipedia page, for Christ's sake. One goddamn Wikipedia yeah. I mean, page. in English. They, they have one in French, but yeah, an English one. Goddamn. Well, all, all of it's streaming. It's All of it's streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. So nobody has any excuse now. Please listen. So let's let's recap. Let's recap. Me, I, I, best personal favorite, just because it just, it hooked me. It was my introduction. I'm... I'm going to dig into this band more, but it's a great jumping off point. And then uh, worst, least favorite. NAD. Thank you. 81 to 83. Thank you. Uh, same exact picks for me. Exact, exactly yeah. the same. Uh, I, I, these are fucking wild, wild stuff. But that first album is some different kind of sick fuck music. Robert. Uh, best personal favorite, Hot Paradox. Wait. Why am I forgetting the title? <laughs> oh, oh, you like it so much? The name, name two songs okay, off of it, Robert. Over, it's been a weird day for me. I have a migraine and everything. I'm, um, just, I'm just joshing uh, you. You uh, know that. Worst, least favorite, you know the... Why do you say N-A-D? N-A-D. N-A-D. So it's not in that. It's... I, it, well, if you pronounce it like the English... I'm assuming it's pronounced because it has the little um, accent, grave, or I-G-U, uh, rather, above the E. I'm assuming yeah. it's pronounced French. I'll take your word for it. Maybe it's in edit. Say in edit. So there's, we're not, there's one of us is right. Uh, <laughs> N-A-D. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening and watching. Uh, thank you everybody for fucking hanging out, supporting us, and like the video if you like the video. Leave comments if you want to talk shit. Don't care. Subscribe if you want to really help us out. And uh, thank you, Tom. Fuck, man, for getting a hold of Alan and, and really letting yeah. us... Teaching Wait. us so much about this band. How thank you, he, Alan. How did that happen? I yes, thank you, Alan. <laughs> thank you, Alan. I don't know. You produced my album. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I don't. I think he just reached out. I don't know how he found him or reached out. He's a he's a very sneaky man who knows his way around things. He's uh, this uh, John Totoro and Mr. Deeds. Mm. Very sneaky. He's John Totoro in any movie. That man is a beautiful soul. Mm. Uh, yeah, so thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's about that does it for us. If you want to help and support us, you already, like I already said, YouTube stuff, yada, yada, yada. I can check out the Martin DuPont play, playlist on Spotify. you got a link in the description, uh, as well as places associated with pretty much every other episode. Find them all at everyalbumember.com. And if you want to really help us out, patreon.com slash every album ever. Bonus episodes, loose ends episodes, 20% off all merch. You get to vote on polls. You get to see our schedule in advance. And if you're tier two, you get to suggest artists for us. So we actually cover it. Uh, and I think that's about it. You can find me on all social media at Panda Monkey. You can find Alex on Instagram at Mother Puncture. You can find Robert where it's all your stuff. Hoodpass.wick. On Instagram, uh, as well as your, your full length. Give you all your full length, please. Oh, my full length. Wait. Album. Oh, my own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like right. unzipping. Why don't I, I always forget that crucial moment of the plug. The plug uh, yeah. The most important plug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well. Uh, 
Yeah, out of Korea by the Athenian marketplace. Use a lot of weird vocal samples, kind of like Martin Dupont, but kind of not. I don't. That's why why I felt an affinity with their music because uh, it seemed like they had a similar kind of process. So St- if this sounds interesting to you, maybe you'll find something in that. Indeed. Wait a minute. So you heard them after you made you recorded everything? Uh, I heard them way after I. Way after. Yeah. Oh shit. All the music. Well, that's another thing that kind of like you know makes you feel something in common is that just made up bunch of stuff that mm-hmm. just hasn't even been released yeah. yet so so yeah yeah it's kind of like oh i found this group that's already done what we were doing from right it. right that's wild goddamn so check out check all that out. uh especially to don't forget to fucking check out tom tom all to, all of history tom stuff um facebook instagram twitter tom osmond sounds as well as a Substack. Uh, whatever comes next uh or or uh, tomosmond.substack.com and of course his his full-length record which i finally heard in its entirety but it's been out for a while uh check that out it's uh, so much for all in a day's work on bandcamp on spotify on all the places you can find a link in the description to that as well it's very cool stuff check out everybody's stuff we're all making music baby we're all we're all doing our best we're all fucking we all have something to offer please give us a chance god damn it (sighs) all right all right all right i'm back now I swear to God, if you don't know, pick whatever. We, All right. What, what we going? What we going to listen to? Uh, I don't know. I guess it could be obvious and say Inside Out since it was my introduction that hooked me in. You talked about it all the time. I think it'd be appropriate. Hell yeah. So right. there it is. Inside Out. Thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya. Silent dreaming with you found me